the inertia. Chaos control. Inertia control. <laughs> what is inertia? Inertia is like movement. It's like, you know, a boulder rolling down the hill. It's called no, shut up. You don't know shit. Shut up. Hey, Siri. Hmm? What's inertia? Inertia is the resistance of any physical object to any change in its velocity. Do you want me to keep reading? Inertia. Nah, that's good, babe. Cheers. <laughs> <clears throat> good afternoon, morning, evening. Or B. I say good afternoon. James says morning. Alex says B. evening or night. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we are called Jar. I'm Jamie. That's Alex. Hi. And there's Jordan. I am Jordan, the JJ and the A, like that very good movie director. What? what? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's James's other name? Pouch, right? Pouch. I've got many, man. I've PD. got Pouch. PD. I've, Police department. I've got Pouch. I've got Jordan. I've got Pissadick. Oh, P- Pissadick. <laughs> man, I'm stupid. I've got the whole list here if you want me to just go through them. You go for it. Really? What have you got for me? Tyler Dan, Grandfather, Vinny, Pissadick, the Passionate <laughs> Napper himself, Motion. No, sorry. Martian Milf Hunter, the Golden Freddy, Bloodcock, the Dad from Inside Out, the Rick and Morty follower, Dezuko's Tyler Durton, Jay Diller, Gamer James, Puff Puff, the Milkmaid, James's Dad, Craig, Smart Mort, the Biggest Malteser Lover, the Goon, Jordan, and Pierce. <laughs> Pierce! Oh, I wish your name was Pierce. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I Before think... we talk too much about Pierce, though, let's shout out the uh, patrons over at Patreon.com yeah, yeah. for making the audio versions of the show possible. And, and their names read out in the first week of the month. That's true. That's, That's true. And even a, 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 the old early video. Mm-hmm. We've got yeah. loads in the pipeline at the moment. They're always coming out one week early on Patreon. So uh, make sure to watch them if you are a Patreon. Yeah, the last one was what? The, uh... It was the jar tour of this <laughs> very room. Yeah, yeah. All and the secrets, all the questions you have are answered in that video. Yeah. Mm. It was a unbelievably good episode. I think it's the best video we've ever filmed. It's highly likely. It's ready, guys. It's ready, guys. It's ready, guys. What's ready, Alex? Um, I suppose we've got some cleaning up we should probably do before do we move into the new freshies. Yeah. Um, I've actually been debating even bringing this up a little bit. Uh... <clears throat> if, we're going, if we just jump into housekeeping and address some of the stuff from last episode. Um, last episode we talked a little bit about the um, the Halo Infinite the flight or whatever. Technical test. The technical thingy. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. We'd only had a couple evenings of it at that time. Um, literally one, right? I think it was, yeah, I can't remember, one or two. Um, so it was sort of our initial thoughts or whatever. I was um, going through the comments and saw some feedback in regards to my kind of slant, my hyper fucking um, downery negative slant, um, which I was very aware of, like, coming in and out of that conversation, um, and I re-listened to it just to double check, like, let's make sure I wasn't being, like, unreasonable here, mm. um, and I get it, people are hyped about the game or whatever, um, but, you know, I stand by what I said in last episode, I feel like I have the right to say that, I feel like I was real screwed by Halo 5. And um, I feel like they've got to prove themselves 
a little bit more for me to suddenly be like, oh, yeah, they've done it, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're entitled to your beliefs in that. <clears throat> yeah, and as far as some of the comments go, um, there's one here from Nakria. Typical Jar opinion about Halo. Don't like it, have no hope. Proceeds to talk about UI and a little bit of redundant stuff instead of actually explaining what's good slash bad about the gameplay in their eyes. I'm mostly agreeing with what you guys are saying, but goddamn, I kind of expected more gameplay talk. Um... Well, that's on you for expecting anything at all. True. But I, uh, I, I remember talking a little bit about gameplay. Like, I, I think... It's a dense topic, I guess. Well, yeah. Um, and of course, the things that are going to be standing out most in my mind are the things that are highlighted the most. Um, I guess that means... I don't know. I was okay with the gameplay? Or? No, the only problem with the gameplay is sprinting that doesn't need to be in the game. It has basically yeah, we don't need no... to get into it deep now. I was just like, I wanted yeah. to address it at least. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. the gameplay sucks as well. So <laughs> there's that covered for you. I guess it's sort of a philosophical thing where I'm just sick of seeing gamers for so long. Like, the same cycle. Where it's like... Yeah, it's good you're heading in the right direction again, but please, can we like just be reasonable about like yeah. what we're actually getting it's, it's what I I refer to as just destiny players because it was the mm. first game where it was very noticeable that that's what I feel the like, user base was doing yeah when you're jaded when you're 343 jaded like I am my approach is the smartest just in terms of if it is a surprise and they do somehow bring it together so I'll yeah. be honest I'll, I'll, I'll tell you if I feel that way yeah um, we just gotta um, get there first is all um, let's do this one from, uh, Flute Ninja, who can just get us warping off. Um, looking forward to the epic discussion of the epic Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage trailer next week. So I think we can kind of shift into topics here. Um, <laughs> man, so the Venom 2 has a new one. Um, it's already got what 20 to 20 plus million views. I think it, it was on 22 million when oh, it'll be, it'll when be we bigger than it. that when by the time this goes up. Um, yeah, yeah so this is the, what the first full trailer, the first proper mm. trailer for Venom 2. There was the, a one a few months ago. You say either, me say neither. Yeah, the good trailer, the one that was like, the beautiful oh, trailer. wait, this might actually. Mm. So they've made it a musical and. Mm. The music is actually like amazing. Double down on the comedy. Yeah, double down a on the comedy. Double down on the soundtrack. Probably going to have multiple Eminem songs this time. So I, I was excited. This new trailer, nah. It's, I mean, what is there to even say? Um, yeah. it It's just another one. It's a, uh, Hollywood has done it again. Venom's done it again. Um, I think it actually looks like it's delivering what... The only thing it could. What pure shit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'll fully admit this. I've never understood the Venom Carnage like obsession. Like no. this just always existed. Like it's always been there. That obsession for those characters. Um, and I guess I can understand the fun in it when it's like in the Spider-Man universe and stuff. I just don't get it on it on its own. And now like Venom and um, Carnage, the serial killer. Carnage is coming in, um, played by Woody Harrelson, with some great lines. So, what's that line he whips out? Um, oh, it's just hilarious. He's like, um, "We're not the same, you and I." Type shit. Do you remember? 
He yeah, says, no, everything yeah. you have, I have, or something, yeah. and then he sucks his thumb. And he bites him. Yeah, he sucks the venom out of his thumb. Yeah, he's clearly like a biter. And that's how he gets his venom power off of the real venom and becomes a serial killer. Yeah, because I guess, it, well, he was, he was already a serial killer, but now he's a serial killer with the red venom. I have absolutely no interest in this movie. At, Did you even see all. the first one? No. I've got no emotional or just attachment or interest in this movie, and I, I, I probably won't see it. Well, I'm the opposite of you on this one. This is the first movie I'm actually hyped to go see. <laughs> <clears throat> I actually... I want to see it. I want to see purely because the first one is actually so bad. Yeah. It's an I atrocious film. The big thing for me is the um, is that running time. I'm sick of these yeah. two-hour, 20-minute like movies that don't deserve it. Um <laughs> And I don't need to see that from Venom. I don't need... I could do with, like, a... Yeah, honestly, an hour and ten minute Venom sequel. <laughs> it's not going to be yeah. that, but... That's what I want from it. But, yeah, it's, like, going to be an awesome mess of, like... Dude, all of it just looked like it was on, um, like, a green screen with, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these ridiculous... Like, there's, like, a prison set with, like... This endless corridor of, like, prisons and stuff. And then carnage breaking out. I guess that's like what people want to see. It's Carnage breaking out of jail and killing people and like um, doing kind of sexual stuff, like pinning people against the wall and shoving his uh, tentacles down their throats, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. It was his I guess tongue, that's part of the appeal of like, um, came out of his mouth and went down. Yeah, it was his tongue. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was yeah. that, that scene where uh, in the first one, where the girl kisses Vet. Venom. Oh, that's right, yeah. Or kisses Eddie Brock, and then Venom goes from her onto Eddie Brock. That's right, yeah, so it's like him... So it's like Venom kissing Eddie Brock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite weird. <laughs> Hopefully they explore that in the sequel. There's a lot of potential there. Just a lot of potential all around, I think, for uh, for yeah. something. Yeah, Um I don't know if it's like a movie. So it's weird Andy Serkis is directing it, but... What? Venom 2? Yeah. Is he? Un- unless for some reason my details are wrong on that, I'm pretty sure he's directing it. Which is just like, what? Why? It might be as good as uh, Mowgli. <coughs> Let me double check that. Uh, yep, yeah, there it is. Venom Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about Mowgli. <laughs> Legend of the Jungle. That's one hell of a film. Yeah. Uh, any final words on Venom? Absolutely um, none. The music choice? One, one is, is the, the venomous number. One is the most number-like venom. No, Two uh, is a carnage one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, because I remember when the trailer for the first one dropped, I was like, oh, carnage is in this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but like, No, he's actually a rampart or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or was it Rampage? Yeah, it was Rampage. Played by a really good actor. It's a state, man. Yeah, I, I can't believe all these actors keep getting sucked into this pure shit. It's because of money. They're getting paid a lot to do it, so why wouldn't they? Well, I was... Jim and I, like, we watched Suicide Squad, the new one, the James Gunn one, and I was, like, joking around, like, this this group of, like, actors that are in, like, the MCU. I know Suicide Squad's not in the MCU, but it has a lot of actors that are like in the MCU because he's obviously friends with them, connected to them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it is like this weird group now. Of like that are like separate. It's like an in-group where it's like you got Itoka Watiti's like the whole cast of um yeah, the yeah. MCU, a bunch of random directors thrown in there. It's like this group it's, well, it's, that you like become a part of. It's like the new thing of uh you so it's to a, make it in Hollywood you have to get into Marvel. Yeah, you you make like the trendy indie film that everyone likes, mm-hmm. then Marvel will snatch you up and then you make Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah. Or or DC movies. Like once you're once you're yeah. at that echelon, you just get put in all the big shit. You get put in Jungle Run. You get put yeah. in a mouse trap. Cruise. <laughs> the jungle run. Yeah, did you want to mention that? Did you want to throw that out there? <clears throat> Suicide Squad. Yeah, so I feel like over the years we've thrown a lot of shade at the Suicide Squad. Um, that original. Yeah. Was it 2016? Was that the last time we saw that? <laughs> well, I definitely never watched it again. Uh, mm. This this movie made it seem like it should have been so easy to make a yeah. Suicide Squad movie. Like it was, especially if that if the main angle is we want this to be funny, we want comedy out of this. Yeah. Yeah, we we want like a fun superhero action film, mm-hmm. and this film just delivers on like every level. Yeah, but, it's basically the inverse of the 2016 movie. Yeah, I think I made a joke when I made a video on the original movie. I was like, if you just made the inverse of every creative decision, then you'd have a good movie on your hands. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's basically what, what happens. Yeah, and the. Thinking about it now, I'm wondering if James Gunn's approach was to make it so similar to the original one, but then subverting you at mm-hmm. every chance to make it way funnier. Yeah, yeah, way funnier. Because there's certain things you're like expecting from the premise. Yeah, and yeah, yeah because I kept seeing in the trailer, um, like Idris Elba, he walks into a mm-hmm. like the meeting part in a prison. And talks to his daughter, and I was just expecting some like. It was almost like they were advertising it to look like that movie from 2016, yeah. or like a continuation of it. So because it was yeah. a big success, so. so I was expecting some schlocky bullshit, just like in uh, Justice League, just like in the original <laughs> Suicide Squad with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But no, the the way they did everything, it was just like great. I thought I thought the movie was really fun. Yeah. Just like random obscure characters that like you're like that can't be real, and then you look up and this. Like, yeah, no, that that was a fun thing was like looking up all the the really stupid characters mm-hmm. on my phone, um, and just seeing like yeah, DC. Yeah, that's would, one. DC would just do anything back then. Well, they'll do anything now. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> desperate. Yeah, it's really weird because I've been like rewatching some of the 2020 superhero movies, and I rewatched the Harley Quinn movie, like Birds of Prey. And Harley Quinn's in this new Suicide Squad, and it's like she's she's not even in it that much in this new one, but she's characterized and fleshed out so much more than in anything yeah. in, that she's been in. Um, and it's just that it's the James Gunn touch. Like it, a lot of people focus on the comedy aspect, but he likes the like humanity of characters and exploring yeah, like, sure. the gentle side of it, which like for just idiotic dumb characters, it does like catch you off guard. Yeah, it's, totally. it's in that Guardians of the Galaxy way. It's like all the movies he's made up until this point, like coming together into one, because it's got like the the sort of zombie genre shit from Slither makes its way in there. Yes, yeah, like the Guardians of the Galaxy gory. team shit and the big like dumb CG bullshit, which is actually fine in the movie. Like the it's all like 
thoughtful and well directed and is actually like creative and you can tell it's James voice James Gunn's like voice coming through um he clearly like was given creative control and it's like yeah that's why you do that because then you actually get like good movies and it's like a standout superhero movie the main drawback of the movie is that DC have messed up so bad mhm like just just through association with Harley Quinn being in Birds of Prey being in Suicide Squad mhm it, it does make you think, like, wait, it, is this a sequel to Birds of Prey? Like, is yeah, it is, is confusing chronologically after. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't help but think of that stuff because, like, the MCU exists. Yeah, but luckily you can with this one. Unlike a lot of the Marvel movies, it is just completely standalone. You don't need any of the other yeah. DC stuff to enjoy it, really. So, and I even enjoyed John Cena in the film. Yeah, I gotta say, man, I, I throw a lot. Of sh- I throw a lot of shade at John Cena, and I don't really like seeing him in movies. But like, the way he's written and his execution of that character is genuinely really good. He was making me laugh, maybe one of the most. Yeah, I, I think he has some of the funniest lines. I think he he is the funniest character. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't have underestimated James Gunn because he did the same thing with Batista. And yeah, Guns that's true. That's totally true. Yeah. yeah, it's the exact same thing. And I, I will say. For anyone that's like familiar with my opinions, this will surprise no one, but this film is better than Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Like, easily to me. It's a more consistent... Because I feel as though James Gunn would have been forced to do the Marvel schlock mm. stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I think the, that Guardians of the Galaxy 1 falls apart for me, like, in the last third. Yeah, I guess I just... I appreciate the context of when that movie came out and what it meant at the time. Like that was an era where there was no Star Wars. There was, it was new for Marvel even. Like these characters that like no one knew or care about mm. or cared about, and he was able mm. to turn that into something. And with the whole like aesthetic with that soundtrack and the emotional core of it, it's a bit stronger than Suicide Squad to me. But the humor is probably overall better in um in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, I think action wise as well. Uh, I think Suicide Squad is, is better. Uh, yeah, it's pretty close actually. And it, I just like how stupid it is as well. That mm-hmm. because DC have just said fuck it. it like it, James Gunn as a director could be like, all right, I'm doing the starfish mm-hmm. villain. There's a big starfish that yeah like walks around. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like it, it's. It's just really stupid, and it it works with his style, I think, as opposed to the guy with the hammer that wants to use the stone. Yeah. Yeah, or like the villain from the original Suicide Squad or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting kind of structure, too. I liked the mm. like, timeline and the way it was wrapping in on itself. And yeah, it was cool. It was nice to see like a big, dumb superhero movie it wasn't quite as dumb and had a bit more and the overall like commentary of it I quite enjoyed as well that it was like yeah able to yeah, sneak totally. that in yeah yeah I enjoyed it um unlike a a John Cena movie we all saw um James <laughs> we mentioned this briefly on the last episode is how the last episode ended but the um Fast and Furious 9 the other John Cena <laughs> Colossal. Uh, I, this is probably why John Cena was in my mind. It's like, mm. man, I just don't want to see him in movies. Yeah, because he's like the and the main antagonist for Fast in, Nine. In, antagonist, protagonist <laughs> type deal. Um, Typical Fast and Furious, basically. Well, as a car fan 
a Fast and Furious fan, what was your take on uh, the ninth entry? Terrible. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's not even interesting. It's just G.I. Joe. And we said that when we were watching it. It was it's just yeah, G.I. No, Joe. Straight at this point. G.I. Joe. Yeah, it was G.I. Joe. Like, it is probably better G.I. Joe than those G.I. Joe movies are. Um, that's maybe the one thing I'll give it. Wasn't the rock in one of those? Yeah, he was actually. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's the it, link. Yeah, that movie sucked balls. Yeah, it's terrible. It was only redeemed by about 1% by just Jason Statham's appearance at the end credit scene. Because mm. he kind of carried the previous, yeah. like... Um, Jason Statham eight, is yeah. one of the stand... He fits. Nine. He just, like, Seven. fits the Fast and Furious tone so well. Mm. Whereas certain characters and actors just, like, pull me out of it every time. Yeah. Like John Cena in that movie for me. Honestly, I think Dom. I think Dom needs to go. I find I find Dom at this point to be like the cringiest like self insert like fan fiction yeah. character. There's like a moment in the movie where he's like in this underground like bridge base, base thing yeah. and like five hundred people are like jumping on him. He's like fighting them single handedly like he's like Captain America. He grabs these giant chains and break he he destroys the concrete ceiling above him by just pulling it down. Mm. And then he tumbles into the water below. Yeah, but what? How do you feel about this whole thing that comes up when uh, Fast and Furious arises and you start like, you know, picking it apart, making fun of it or whatever, and then the, the it starts coming out like, oh, you're just like it's supposed to be like bad and dumb and like they know it's like shit or whatever. I don't <laughs> think they do. I yeah, don't I, I don't like, think you think about it too much. You know this kind of stuff. But you just got to enjoy the car like swinging off a bridge. No, I think it's. No, I that, think that, they see, it's serious. They want it to be a very serious action movie. I don't think it's the tone. To be. The tone is fucked. Yeah, the tone's messed the tone up. But fucked. but you you know what? If if it was just like non-stop mm-hmm. car attaches yeah. the bridge and fucking swings across a thing, and then and then suddenly there's a magnet car that pulls a car yeah. through a thing, like and it's just that just non-stop. But it, it's not. It's family. There's like 40 it's minute family. sections where there's like maybe a bit of a fist fight, but it's just like dialogue and maybe dialogue. Maybe the last like dialogue. five or six Fast and Furious movies all have that exact same problem where they'll like put like a really stupid fun action scene like towards the beginning somewhere and then just in the middle there's this chunk where like what even happens? Like, Yeah, it's meant to be like the heart of the film. Yeah, yeah. Part. Like where you're but, developing the characters, where you're learning things about them. Yeah. But, but they always instead just do like, oh, uh, there's like a new MacGuffin that's been moved somewhere or like some some hackers like hacked something and like there's a roadblock now so now you got to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's never actually about like the characters or anything. So like, what is it about? If it is about the dumb action, like there's not enough of it and it's like... And it's not good enough. And it's not rooted it's not, in anything. No. Anything. Like, action for action's sake, at a certain point, is like, yeah, it's funny, and I was, like, laughing a lot when that car was swinging off the bridge or whatever. Because it's just, like, you're laughing at it. Um, Mm, I'm laughing at it, because I just find it so absurd. Like, and uh, like five years ago, when people were making jokes about, like, they'll be in space soon enough, and that's the inspiration they took from, in terms of, like, where are we going to take it next? Oh, let's just, like... What do the Redditors want? Let's go to space. It's like this so far. There's no creativity. <laughs> I, 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 the, the whole space part is just fucking dumb. And I kind of like that it's dumb. I they like fit this, a fucking uh, rocket engine to a car, then launch the car into space and crash it through a fucking satellite. 
That's dumb. Yeah. I like what that. I was saying with that Venom thing where it's like, why does it need to be so long? Yeah. Yeah. 90 minutes. All you need from that type of movie. And I reckon you could probably just take the movie as it is now. Just brutally just chop at that movie. That whole middle section. It still makes sense. But that whole bit we were talking about where Vin Diesel like just destroys this bunker with like his little finger. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that whole part. What was the purpose of that bit? Well, the, it, it is so void of like any core, like story or anything, that we're at a point now where, and it's another recurring joke in the Fast and Furious universe where like characters die like a few movies ago, but then a few movies later when they need them again or they want like fan service with them, mm-hmm. they'll be like, actually, that death scene, if you just show it from a different angle, they'll fine. Yeah, no, and then the, they that, like just bring them whole... back. Because that, because Han died in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, which, be like specific with this, because this, if someone has never seen Fast and Furious, this shit right here is like the most confusing thing. <laughs> so go through the timeline of what they do leading up to Fast Nine with this character. No, the the most confusing part is that Tokyo Drift was released before all the, of the others. It, it was released as the third in the franchise, yeah. right? Because it was trying to go a new direction, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. And but uh, it's uh, chronologically, it, it happens after the majority of them. Yeah, it happens before. after six, before seven. Yeah, and the motivation in seven is that Jason Statham it's killed Han, Han in Tokyo Drift, which was a retcon to begin with because that was meant to be just an accident. Yeah, a yeah. car crash. He in was Tokyo drifting Drift. around a blind corner. Yeah, crash happened. <laughs> Typical kind of car stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, Jason Statham was in the car, assassinated Han, the car blew up. Within so then, a minute. Yes. So then that's the start of seven. Then in nine, it turns out that the CIA, the special CIA operative <laughs> hired Han to get this super weapon to hack everything and then to fake his death... He bamboozled Jason Statham, who had thought he had killed Han. Oh, my God. But it was all a camera trickery, and Han is still alive, and he's been hiding in Japan this entire time. <laughs> and he gave, on the day he died in that crash... He uh, sent a postcard sent a of postcard. Mexico <laughs> to Dom in America. And, and they find Han by they're having a drink like at a bar. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. And they look up at a window and there's a Mexican flag in the window. <laughs> That's how they find him. <laughs> and then they go into the building and get attacked. And then Han is just there. Han is there with a sniper rifle and he protects them from That's right. yeah, the yeah. attackers. Yeah, this this is the level of writing that they've stooped to. Mm-hmm. I find the the every Fast and Furious, including this one, like since you no know, Paul Walker's death, they should just they should have cut the series off at that moment. Yeah. The movie ended with a kind it feels of a, so final. For yeah. the finality. They of both that. drive their separate ways. Mm-hmm. That 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 feels so white because it's like you know he's actually passed. You know. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, it, carry the series that is so integral to him? Everyone yeah. knows the movies because of him. And then they bring, they make the no, the next one, and at the mo- end of the movie, they tease him coming back because they have his car. His car's pulling into the drive, mm-hmm. and they've already said that they need to bring in his brother for the next movie to film scenes about Paul Walker, as in his character in the movie. That's so fucking distasteful. Yeah, yeah. it's incredibly disrespectful. 
It's like that, that's Paul Walker's series. Every car guy knows Paul Walker. Every car guy respects Paul Walker because it was Fast and Furious. They should have fucking ended the series when mm-hmm. the last one. Yeah, especially when, like, going back to, like, the action. For some reason, the gimmick for this one is all based around, like, magnets. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember why. They just sort of come across a magnetized van. It's like the technology gimmick. Like yeah, it the makes James Bond no gimmick. sense. Yeah. Even though, um, and then it like, there's an action scene towards the end where there are these like magnetic cars like flying into a truck or whatever. And it's just like the basic same imagery of the stuff from Fast and Furious 8 with these like AI cars like all just driving yeah, no, it's, themselves. It's or... completely repurposed from Fast mm-hmm. and Furious 8. Yeah, the whole final act is like the same as the one in 8 where there's like drones flying around or some shit or, or no... There's like a hacker machine or some shit that's like... I can't remember. No, it's generally just mind-numbing. It's, it's a gen- it's a fucking awful movie. And I don't... Because I know we've got our series going when we talk about car movies from the cold car point of view. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do any of the later Fast and Furious movies. Because they're that bad. There was a race. Bad. At least there was a race in it. In nine? At the beginning, yeah. There was a... <sighs> We didn't even talk about how oh, it's a yeah. flashback to Dom's <laughs> history. <laughs> and his... I will say, though, it is better than 8. 8 is, yeah. I think, my lowest... I think lo- 8 is unbearably boring. Yes, yeah, Which eight is, is the worst thing it can be. And 7 is my peak in terms of that stupid Fast and Furious that I'm after. But, 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 that move, but 7 does peak after the first, like... Yeah, they do the exact thing we're saying two about... Two minutes. Where just that yeah. middle chunk is just, like, unbearable. So boring. That's the one with the walk driving an ambulance into a fucking predator drone off a yeah. bridge and then pulling them... Yeah, after he's broken his cast with his That's right, enormous yeah. biceps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's where they're driving the cars through the buildings, you know, like... They go through two buildings. Yeah. That is easily the best one. And it's yeah. kind of, but only, only because of Jason Statham. Him being in it does, yeah. And carries it, it. You know what, I think Paul Walker was actually just, like, vital... To the franchise, mm. yeah, no, he was. He's he he was in one, he was in two, then four onwards. He, was, he is just fast and furious. He added like a perfect, right, opposite to Vin Diesel. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he did. Like you can complain about the his acting because he's probably not the best actor, but he he has actual love for cars. So you can tell that in the movies because he's always the one talking about cars. And fiddling mm. with cars, it, 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 it harnesses back to the original with the mm. cold car film. Yeah. But now they're not car movies. They're not car yeah, movies what at are all. They now? Action movies. They're science fiction action movies, is what they yeah, actually they're are. Joe they're paychecks for the actors and crew. Mm. Yeah, that extra layer of after watching the Tyrese, like, his house breakdown, his mansion breakdown. Mm. Just every time he was on screen, just thinking about those marble curtains. Oh, they also, they also almost push the superhero narrative they joked about the superhero true yeah yeah you're shit. right yeah they like start getting meta with it like there's a whole bit where Tyrese almost like looks in the, to the camera and is like are we just too lucky to be getting away with all this yeah yeah and that bit annoyed me because he's right mm-hmm. and like they laugh at him like we should be laughing at yeah. him as well and it's like 
No, he's he's kind of got it. Mm-hmm. They could have actually. No, made... I thought they were actually like finally leaning into it, and we're going to be like, <laughs> it's actually just part of like the law that they're just like all stupidly lucky or whatever or, or yeah, some they, dumb thing. No, like. they could do something just nutty with it. Like mm-hmm. they might as well. They just drove a car into space in this one. Why don't they go like <laughs> actually insane? Like actually, yeah, like creative actual... insane, not just like. Yeah, what they do? <laughs> just like sci-fi. No, what needs to happen? What shit. needs to happen? James Gunn needs to direct it. Yeah, <laughs> then it might be good. He could probably make it work. To be honest, it'd be a waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would true. be a waste. Yeah, but hopefully, in a future video, we can talk more about Fast and Furious. Oh, did you guys have any other topics to throw out there that um, isn't the the dead bumblebee in that? Well, um, I was just about to ask if that was like a thing for right now, because <laughs> I'm I'm getting antsy. I want to know what's going on with that bumblebee. With the bumble? Yeah. Why is it there? Why is it there? Why is it there? Um, it's actually kind of a fucked up tale. Is this the one you say? It's a story of loss and regret. Yeah. Yeah, the poor Bumble. Um, <laughs> I saw that in your house, like, four days ago. Yeah, because the event happened four days ago. Really? Yeah. So so, I, so you heard it too, the, the Bumblebee saviour yeah, while, story. Yeah, while we were on our very regular uh, journey to McDonald's at <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, no, regular, you started talking about the Bumblebee you saved from a spider's nest, a spider's spider's web. Yeah, yeah. But that's all I've heard. I thought you saved it. Well, that's the thing. The, the day uh, the day after I told you that story, right, mm. which I'll tell the Jarlings now, I've got like a lily outside the front of my house um, and I kept walking past it to go to the car or whatever and I saw this poor little bumblebee like just chilling by it for a couple of days. Um, it was just there for too long. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this guy inside, give him a bit of honey, let him heal up so he can fly off. There's something wrong with this guy. Um, it's obviously a bee, and I want to like pick it up, so I went and got like some um, like chopsticks. Um, and I like gently lifted the little guy up, but I'm not very good with chopsticks, so he like fell down and landed in a spider's web, and then the spider like came out to fucking grab it, so I had to like fight the spider off and save the bee, but now the bee um was like wrapped in spider's web, um, and it couldn't fly, and it's one of his bat legs was like stuck to it with his web so um i got it inside and performed surgery on it and managed to get all of the web off it and the little guy was fine i i, I, I like looked over him he was missing one antenna um but that was lost before the spider incident i promise um so yeah he was like healing up he's just like that gross tongue thing came out and he was like eating the honey like healing up getting strong again he's trying to flap his wings um and yeah, once I got the web off, he was like healing good. And I took him outside, put him on a flower. He, st- he started like drinking the uh, what the fuck, they sweet d- nectar, <laughs> sweet nectar. <laughs> um, and I felt really good about myself. He was like flying around, like just drinking whatever the fuck they drink, that beautiful nectar. And I was like, okay, I've done a good deed. I can move on with my fucking life. <laughs> that night, there's a storm. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> the next fucking day, I I wake up to go out into the garage. What do I see there on the on the stone? The bee, the exact bee, and 
Well, I just saw a bumblebee and I was like, there's no way it's that same bumble. And I went and inspected it and saw the one antenna on the same, on the same side and was like, <laughs> I guess God just hates me. Wait, so when when you put it back outside to begin with, was it the back garden? Yeah, I put it in the back garden. Um, okay. There's like uh, blackberries like growing over the fence with all these flowers. Yeah, on yeah. So I put one on there and it was just chilling on that. So... <laughs> so so the storm happened, and the the bee was capable of flying at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. So then the storm happens, and it happens to die <laughs> in your garden still, yeah. where you could no, see no, it. No, it was still alive when I found it that day. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, like, just about wriggling. So I got him inside and tried the whole honey routine, but poor guy was too weak. And he fucking died. Bumblebee blues, man. Bumblebee blues. Yeah, it's like this world is cold and heartless. Mm. You got to protect bumblebee. They, I, in my opinion, they are like the insect size, where they're almost like just the next creature up. You know what I'm saying? The next creature up. <laughs> what, what? Where like they're so like meaty. There's so much to them. Where? Well, they're fluffy. They got like fur. Yeah. They're just cute little guys that we need. They to are protect. cute. Yeah, they're not. Um, they're not gross. No. Well, no, their tongue thing's pretty gross, but you just ignore that. No, I, I don't think that's gross. That's just how no, but it doesn't matter because they're so small. Mm. No, it's pretty gross if you look up close. <laughs> yeah, but not you, all of us are doing like surgery. Did you have like a magnifying glass while you were doing like surgery? Um, no, I got pretty good eyes. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I really, I really like bees. I think I've talked before about the bushes in my garden, and that at certain hours of the day, there's just bees everywhere. And I find that so unbelievably cute. And when I get my house, I'm going to make sure to have loads of plants so the bees can feast. I've had lots of like messed up uh, bee experiences. If I'm yeah. Being real. I um, think you need to just not go near them anymore. I think you're the one who's killing them, Alec. <laughs> it's it's I, you. I feel like bumblebees are extremely vulnerable. They're called yeah, bumblebees because then they're like not really very good at flying. They bumble around. But I don't know how like any of them survive like birds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an they're awesome useless. target. It's like a yeah. flying ball of fluff to just chew up. Yeah. yeah. They're they're pretty like poorly evolved. <laughs> How no, have they made it this far? No, but they're perfect for what they need to do. Just fat bumbles just buzzing. Why are know... so many dying? Why are we in like a bee crisis? Um the last time I experienced one of these bee genocides was like walking around some of the like farmers fields like a few years ago and the, the, the farmers must have used some like dodgy spray or some Pesticide. shit or, like, Pesticides ev- in that. yeah every few steps there was like a dead bee it was like the mm. saddest thing yeah that's messed up don't buy from mcdonald's they use the worst pesticides on all their potatoes they use the worst bees in their nuggets <laughs> would you eat bee nuggets Nuggets of bee meat. If the outside crusty bit was a honey, that was honey. Yeah, honey roasted um, bee nugget. (laughs) That's too dark, man. I was just just telling the story about saving the bee. I mean, you know, know half saving the bee. You know, we have a kind of unwritten rule on jar. When insects and small animals die, they go in the jar. Really, but we'd have to open the jar. (laughs) It might release a new wave. Any 
a new strain. type of bee. Do you not? Do you I not... saw a hornet the other day. Really? Yeah, we were just talking about hornets a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Was it huge though? It it made me feel a bit better because it wasn't that big. Right. It was. It, it looked like just a big wasp, but like too mm-hmm. big to be a wasp. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know so it I could guess have been a queen. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think so. It was just doing like normal bug things. Mm. You know, mm. it wasn't looking for a place to lay low and uh, create a hive. No, the, I still hate hornets, but knowing that like the English hornet isn't that mental, not as bad as it could be. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it it makes me sleep easier at night. Mm. I'll tell you what helps me sleep easier at night. These messages. Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen. This is the part of the show where we head over to Patreon and give a good shout out to our lovely Patreons who help support the show and make the audio version possible. So, a big lovely thank you to Jake Price, Kelly Levine, Mazda 6 MPS is better than the free MPS, Wong, just Wong. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, Kauki, Pip Pop Penny, aka Speedman VG from the Halo Corn, Stone Weevil. I saw Lucy Tires and Asian Anal Queen in the Cold Ones Patreon credits. <laughs> <laughs> the Electrified Gamer One, Mies Varke Visser, Bleak Gaze. Check out Nate's Goon Caves on Instagram. Ave Cunt, Ben Bowercom, Valmond Milk, Aaron Arthur, Harvey, Harvey Cohen, Matthew Edge, Callum Quick, and of course, last but certainly not least, Big Freshy, Fat Obese, Toe Sucker, Sandy Image versus Ruby Doo Dawn of the Patron of the Dibbies, Your Kids Don't Like Falafel, Lord Chiquita, the king of the Banana Republic. Mr. Chips, the football fan, sits on a toilet, squeezes hard, wipes, and is pleased to see that the toilet paper remains unsullied. Review Tech Matanai. Matanui. Matanui. Cereal with my... Ah, oh, but never mind, my Golden Freddy Flakes are soggy now. <laughs> Ick Benjam. Tonios Welt. Sad Nietzsche Shit. James Byron von Scheimeen House. Clungebob Spunk Trunks. Ah, yeah. A random Dibby Jarling. Round these parts, I'm known as Leaking Longcock Leonard. My dick is very long and I be pissing and coming, hence the name. Crash Punk. Schnort. Fancy Nancy. POV, you are forced to clean the gruesome sludge from the floor of the Dream Lounge. <laughs> Big Chungus. Those two chimps came over here and called me Pongo Pygami... <laughs> Pygamius. Yemi the Ferret. Salad 534. The protagonist from the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. He's called Sean. Sure. Sean. After an arduous battle with, with battle, Mort has Ruben in the bushy finger hold. Ruben mouths a prayer. His end is quick, but far from painless. Adam McBride... Krusty Kamikaze, Gaul. Thank you to Harriet Broadley, 
Sigma Guna. Big Cheezer. Servals are kinda cool. Shredded Kumail versus Jack Jacked Kumail versus Ripped Kumail. My tongue is fat, my tongue wrench wrench. Ong ong ing ing oo oo I I I I I Oven Hut. I have done all the lassos and speedruns on MCC. Black Pan 94 for proof. It is true. It is true. The Bush Bush. Imported guest. Borderlands 3 quote of the month. I ain't no turd farmer. Now follow that jabber. Wolf. How many times have you gooned and come back for my sake? Two, three times? Or perhaps a number so large it cannot be counted? Gilbert the Awesome One. Sir, permission to leave the station. For what purpose, pisser dick? To include a battle pass in Halo Infinite. Permission denied. Nate's minifigs. Check them out on Instagram. Flashbang, urine, Caucasian, green. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then James created pisser dick. <laughs> 011IE2. Mr. Cheesy Watsits that crunch on its head 1000. Master Chief, hit this spliff with me before we take out the Covenant. Alex and Jamie stop gaslighting James challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mouth episode VIII, The Last Douche. Cobalt Rad, Peak Den Pang. Jar Media colonization of r slash FNAF circa 2021. Drain My Cock Johnson. Chaser de Dragon. Drillers in Paris, aka Wigger Crinch, aka Slip Bodmod, aka Poo Devourer Gorilla Muncher, aka Gloria Figure with hyper realistic ass. Will you eat the butcher's treat? Joseph Jewish Jarling. Waiting a month to get your name read, and Alex reads it wrong. Fuck you, Alex. Sorry. Jack. Tom Fudging Armstrong. Welcome to the Communist Revolution. Hi, honey, I'm home from the future. Piss Drinkers Unleashed. I didn't get the back piece tattoo of Argyle. Aaron Kavanagh. Michael Mann 2000. Steven is human. Meekly. Connotada. Butter me up some porn on the cob. Up on Melancholy Hill, there's a Mazda 3. <laughs> Sir, I have kids to feed. What, they don't like falafel? Katia fucking Manigan and wait, where's David Wallace? Did he unsubscribe from us? Can we get a clip of James saying nice cock whilst cupping Jamie's bullsack? <laughs> <laughs> True story, I brought the Golden Freddy on eBay and for not and for not reason after buying it, my account got banned. Thomas Martin. Before I hand this iPad off to you, you should know that I let Pissadick use it. And now it's full of piss, swish swish. <laughs> Quebec films. Big thought. Big thanks to Eleanor, more like Eleanot, Marcus Chandler, Aura, Keck Flexington, Numa Numa Banana, Ben, Fartbag, George Kenwood Parker, Gez, not Jez, Fiddle, aka The, Dream Awful 2142, Fiona Gorman, Melvin Melvin, Brother of the Joker, King Kong Fan 3, Pisser of the Dick, Seek Beans, Larger and More Powerful Beans, Seek the Pasta That Is Only Goon, Acolyte. New Domino's ad featured Avoid the Noid. For real? Danny G. Base Lord. Woodpecker from Mars. Edgy Erica. Mud Snake with Soapy Flaps. Maze Digital Love Feet. Daft Punk. Couple of Cow Cuds. Check out Mates Funny. Oh, I'm not saying that. Lewis Big Boy Borshro Horsborough. 
Fodia Pleeman. Please review the Shreddies Twitter banner. Why do they call it oven when you of in the cold food of out hot eat the food? <laughs> Nando's, Sam, Mordecai's Amains Rise Up, Adam Johnston, Tom Buis, Jam, Froggy Online, Big Ol' Bovril, Joel Stewart, I came from a long line of urinated genitals, Kane the Main from When Blackbirds Fly, 2016, Jack White, Big Whoops, Gremblo, Cooter Panda, Abby Clifford, Lucy Ties and Asian Anal Queen, Randy Ruins Patreon, The Pooh Man, Jake Graham, uh, Katia Fucking Manigan, and last but not least, David Wallace. Thanks, everybody. Wee! Want a dick on a shirt? Check the description below. Welcome to the second half of the Jar Media Posdact, where we answer questions from the community. Head over to the subreddit suggestion thread where you can ask us whatever you feel like just like oscarman97 did who's going to start us off who would win in a fight to the death between Aichi alex jar alex sardonicast alex i build everything alex and man man boy boy man alex man man boy boy man alex it depends on which era of jar alex <laughs> explain um crackhead alex would win yeah mm, i agree I think I think all the other um, versions of Alex are just too pussy to even fight. Agreed. Especially I build everything. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna argue. Alternatively, <laughs> could Jim and James defeat all five Alexes at once? Yes. I think we will. No, I I reckon we could defeat four, but crackhead Alex. Crackhead Alex, nah. Nah. You know, because because we've coined that era me as Crackhead Alex, I noticed a few comments of people confused, like, misinterpreting it, as if, like, I genuinely was on crack during that era. Like, just straight up. <laughs> um, <laughs> the gayest jar fan actually replied to that, saying, I feel like man, boy, <laughs> man, man, boy, boy, man, Alex is the most likely to carry a knife. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> There are a couple of comments, um, and I'm prefacing this by saying I don't want to read these. And oh no. this might be my least favorite jar debate in history. Um, so I'm going to read this, but I'm not going to engage my brain into what the sentences are forming. Okay. You guys can just unpack it and just Let deal because I'm just not interested in this. George is not okay, says, Don't worry, James. I got you, bro. James is literally completely right about the ripped, shredded debate. The reason it's called ripped slash shredded is in order to gain muscle, you have to put your muscles under stress they're not prone to yet. As such, they rip and then rebuild better. Shredding basically translated to ripped lots or into many little pieces, a definition given by the commentary at the beginning of the previous episode, which all you agreed upon. So the commentary at the beginning of the episode misunderstands what the term ripped slash shredded would be describing. Not the literal body as a whole, but the muscle itself. If the muscle is shredded, it by definition was ripped apart more. It therefore would have the more muscular final body. James is absolutely correct. His point comes from the actual science of how muscle is formed and what ripped slash shredded was even describing technically. Now read this all again and take a shot for every time I said ripped slash shredded. Have a great cast, lads, for real though. And there was one other one. Um, bruh, brub five. 
Pouch was right about the shredded stuff. I made a post about it ages ago. Stop arguing when you're saying complete BS, mirror and beast. Mirror? <laughs> no, wait. That doesn't make sense. You're- so shredded means you're more ripped. Yes. How can you use the word that means less than shredded to say that it's more? Don't- I don't- no, not <laughs> me, that. No, you- you can't just pull up this fucking- this fu- you gotta be like the, the mediator, Alex, in the political debate. <laughs> you gotta, like, stop mm. me at one minute. You're UN in our war. Our genuine war. You're the peacekeeping yeah, yeah. force. Okay. I rest my case. Shredded is- it means bigger than whipped. You rip muscles, you shred fat. You do both Five. of those at the same time. <clears throat> Four. No, because to to build muscle, right? You have to essentially damage it, yes, being rip, rip ripping or, or, or shredding, shredding or yeah. two damaging, and then your muscle grows stronger, back stronger. Now, nah, if one. Hey Siri. Mm -hmm. What's stronger, ripped or shredded? Sorry. I didn't quite catch that. Fuck Did you. you <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no confession. 9482 has one for us. This is a question specifically for James, although the Minger to his left and the Minger to his right can also pop up if they want. Hello. So I'm not allowed on this one. I have a napping problem. I once thought that I was a similar breed to you, a passionate napper. But as time has gone on, I realize that it is a problem, not a hobby. I'm always sleepy and always need to rest, even when I've done nothing to deserve it. I take supplements, I sleep enough at night, I do everything I can think of to keep energy levels up and nothing helps. As a passionate napper that work that works, podcast drives sorry, drifts and goons. Tell me, how do you keep your energy levels so high to stay productive? Thanks and good morning. What about the others? Just good morning? But it's night. Or afternoon. Or afternoon, depending on where you're listening. Yes. See I think there's a lot to say here, because I am the passionate napper and I do nap a lot, but I find that I nap normally as a result where I'm feeling overwhelmed emotionally or stressed, where it's, it's basically a coping mechanism. Resting your brain, recharging? Uh, yeah, I need. I just need time away, and the easiest thing to do away from anyone and any noise interference is to just nap. It's, yeah. it's the best coping mechanism. But I still do nap when I don't sleep enough. I'm. I would probably say now I'm, I've got like chronically bad sleep. I don't really. really that level. Yeah, I don't really sleep all that much. If I go to bed at like midnight, I'll be up at six. My body will wake me up at six, and I will probably be up at that time. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what I do, even if I you know exercise or do gym. Doesn't matter what I do. I'm always up. Do you nap every day? No. Recently, I haven't napped. Um, and I've been super productive pretty much every day. Um, uh, I napped for the first time. Really? In like years. Um, the other day. Yeah, it was like last weekend, I think. How do? Because a lot of with a lot of people, they nap and then they get that very groggy, slow like feeling. I timed after. it 
like just right in the day where it wasn't my awkward timing where it impedes too close to when you wake up or are going to bed. So it was like just right. But that's very rare for me. I'm not a napper normally. And I, I the 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 part of how do I keep my energy levels up, I don't actually know. I I drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I stay physically active and I I don't know. I don't know how. I just kind of keep going. Yeah, I have a couple of coffees a day. I think we we all drink coffee, and I think a lot of people do. Just We're in Europe, like, well, actually, excuse my tongue. We are in Europe. No, we're in America now. We left the Europe. Oh, yeah, we, we left we, the Europe. We're dude. in the United States of America. We're finally tiny America for real. We did it, guys. <laughs> I think... With me, because I sleep so poorly just constantly, it gets to a point where I can't do it anymore. But I physically can't do late nights, but I'll just crash. And I have to sleep all day. I'll get home at six and I'll be in bed by seven, you know. And I'll do that for a few days and I've got my energy back. That's the only... that That's, like, the, the routine I have. The phases. I'll be in a phase of high, like, productivity and energy. And then it'll be the nap period and then it'll be just, like, crash. And sleep a lot. But the only thing that actually works for me is what I tried... I just got started having again recently, CBD. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes such a huge difference to my sleep. I can go to bed at 8 and I'll get up... No, I'll go to bed at like 10, get up at, at 8. Yeah, those gummies are really good. Yeah, no, like gummies, uh, cookies, um, shots. They... As long as it's got like... As long as it's got like 20 mg of CBD, it, it works for me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I usually use when I can. And I think if you, someone does have problems sleeping, it is a... Because you lose nothing from doing trying CBD. You yeah, only benefit. I don't know how you could fight like the sleepiness of um, one of those. Like If you're struggling to sleep. You know, it, to, it generally to does, it does help and it's what I'd recommend. Because naps can fuck up your routine a lot and they could just make... They can make you sleep worse because you are trying to sleep. Isn't there like an ideal time or something? Yeah. Apparently, like ten minutes is the best. Mm-hmm. But how 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 on earth are you supposed yeah. to like time? Well, I found with my with my naps, I'm not asleep. Like my mind isn't in the plane of my womb. I'm my eyes are closed, but I'm not asleep. But I'm completely relaxed. It's basically like meditation. Then, it's really. like yeah, snoozing. pretty much. It's like when when you wake up short uh, ten minutes before your alarm goes off. No, I'd say it's different because that's I'd like say, yeah, it's unpleasant... more like meditation if you're yeah. like trying to get to a relaxed state with like deep breathing. And... Yeah, it's, you focus on your breathing, you just close your eye, and it's like sleeping, but you're not sleeping, so you don't get the negatives of actually falling asleep and waking up so soon, and that works. That is snoozing, right? I did. I don't think it is. You snooze, you lose. Because when I, when I think of snoozing, I think of, you know, I've got up at six, like I do, and then it's like, I've got to get up at seven. So it's like I'm in that horrible state no, where I'm I, falling I... and going back and then checking time and then... No, do you never snooze, like, on a weekend where you wake up, like, th- through habit earlier mm. and you think, fuck it, it's the weekend? And you lie there and, you, like you said, you never quite fall asleep, but you're, you're not awake. You're sort of no, between I think, the realms. I, I think they're two different things. What? I don't, snoozing and... And a napping. Like, a good nap and a snooze is different. I feel more relaxed in a nap. Like, I feel more calm. Like, I'm resting. 
the snooze, I'm like, why am I doing this? I feel terrible as a result of it. I'm not a snoozer, you think. Like, I'm the type where when I get up, I'm up. I can't lay in bed. I've got to go up and, like, drive somewhere to fucking get my mind going. Yeah, I get the same thing where once I'm up, it's kind of just game over. Mm. So to me, napping and snoozing are, like, just different. An unlucky... An unlucky overlord left one for us. An AI chooses a game at random, and Jar are teleported into it, Sword Art Online style. And Jar have to make it to the end of the game without dying. What is the worst case scenario? What Sword Art Online? It, that's, it's an anime where it's a VR game, basically, and but the, the, and the characters go into it and they're stuck in it. So yeah. if they die in the game, they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Like Yu-Gi-Oh rules, you know? Yeah. So think of what the games we own. What what ones would we? The worst case scenario, probably Dark Souls. A good one would be what's the name of that game that I was playing on Game Pass? We are like the bird one. No, no, no. Where you're like a the oh, thing, Carrion. Yeah, Carrion. Yeah, you're like a monster. You're like the creature from the but- thing, like breaking out of a facility. But it, would you be limited by the mechanics of that game? Well, I was imagining, like, just us, just put in as the people. We'd just be screwed. Well, yeah, that would be effed up. But I mean, like, if we were put into Dark Souls, yeah, would we be limited to, like, the movement and movesets of of the the mechanics of the but game? Yeah, or, like, whatever's the most fair in terms of this ridiculous question. Like, what are the rules in Sword Art Online? Are they, like, more capable than they are, um... No, they have, like... They've got, stats. like, powers and shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, an so RPG with, game. Yeah, so they work with the game rules. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Okay, so... So you've be... got to make it through a game and not die. Yeah, pretty much. Dark Souls, you just die. Yeah. But you can have knowledge... If you know the game... Like, in Sword Art Online, the main character knows the game, so that's why he's really good, because he, he's mm-hmm. played the game in, in the real world. So if you've played Dark Souls constantly, you'd probably be good at surviving the no, actual Dark Souls. but there's a bit Souls. where you have to die. Then you're dead. That's yeah. it. Yeah, true. Best case scenario would be like one of those Mario games that like just plays it for you. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not really... Yeah, that's cheating. That's cheating. What about a Kirby game then? That's best case scenario. No, Ge- the Ge- Gears of War would probably be a very, very terrible time. Because <sighs> that's not just death, that's really what? agonizing death. <laughs> Just think about like Black Ops or something. Oh my god, <laughs> just, just Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be one of the worst. Ca- being like put into like Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, any cause. <laughs> yeah, it would just be horrible. Yeah, I think that newest like, Modern Warfare would be like the most hellish thing to be put in. <laughs> Spec Ops: The Line would actually, yeah, that would be mm-hmm. fucking awful. Because <laughs> you, either way, you're probably going to die. Yeah, to be honest, you could pretty much choose any game because most games are around like conflicts and ancient evils coming back that are like zombies yeah. and infections and like The Last of Us Actually, would be a horrible one. No, The Witcher. For the most part, that's normal. No, so they, horrible, horrible like mythological monsters. Yeah, but if you're sitting in the cities and the towns, you'll probably be fine. It's just you're not getting through the game because you're just a NPC at that point. That game's impossible to finish anyway. <laughs> You'll never, never finish the trap there for eternity. Uh, Paul Spector has one for us. Greetings, fellow free guy enthusiasts. 
um, which is actually tracking quite well on uh, rotten uh, tomatoes at the moment. Is it oh, out? So, it uh, is. Um, a few pundits on Twitter have seen it or something, probably. Um, wanted to write in this week to share the observation that the podcast has slowly but surely morphed into promoting a healthy lifestyle and advocating for mental health regularly. Um, the pandemic, it seems, has been a time of introspection for the boys and has surprisingly resulted in a generally more positive outlook on life. Perhaps the hardships and restrictions have made us all appreciate what we have and take great, greater care of it. I, for one, struggled immensely with insecurity and body dysmorphia before the pandemic. I was staying at the gym until they closed it at 10pm uh, whenever I could because of my school schedule. Being forced to stay at home has made me realise how silly this was and what I'm doing in terms of my diet. I would frequently resort to starving myself. I'm working out in my bedroom with my own body weight and a couple of dumbbells with the podcast playing on the TV and I've never been happier. Now, not being around people to compare myself with all the time taught me to just focus on battering myself and not neglecting my mental well-being. Cannot wait for the spooky special, Paul. Uh, it's, we have had a very, very positive like the last few episodes of you know, health, mental health and whatnot. Mm. It's like, that's just... Well, I, d- I don't know what it was about this whole uh, pandemic experience. But it just, just seemed right. Just seemed... Because it's it, we people uh, in a weird way, it's like more people are experiencing things that a lot of people that people have, like anxiety, like you know, fear for things. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that was a lot more fun. widespread, so a lot more people understood those feelings. So when you're talking about it, it, it hits more. Mm. And things like um, everyone's like diets and everything have been all fucked up, and like the COVID diet, everyone's talking about, and everyone's been gaining weight and locked down, not being able to go anywhere. So you know, this kind of shits on everyone's mind, like. People are eager to fucking just move on, and we're not quite in that state yet. But. Yeah, just go on the grind set and keep moving, you know. Mm-hmm. But but I think Jar has always been very, you know, pro mental health. You know, back from the early days, we were still very no, much. No, we like used that. to hate mental health. Absolutely despised it. Yeah, there was that whole episode that was called like "fuck mental health," right? Yeah, <laughs> the mental health episode. There you go. Be positive of yourself. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a, it's like a line in the sand for me, like before and after COVID, mm. where it's it's just a huge shift in like mindset and everything for me. Um, you got to like learn a, from it. Yeah, it's just like a weird uprooting thing to be like, okay, you've lived this way for like your whole life, now just live a different way for a bit, <laughs> get a bit different perspective. The fuck is with her? She's pissing me off. There were fireworks. Really? Yeah, there's been fireworks. Mike Hunt 009 has one for James. What's your opinion on Itasha cars? If you had to own one, what anime would you put on it? For those unaware, Itasha, literally meaning painful car in Japanese, is a subculture where Japanese car enthusiasts plaster their cars with anime to make it look as shit and as cringy as possible. (laughs) It sounds like my kind of place. I I fucking love Itasha. I fucking love it. I want an Natasha car. They're the ones that are all over like Forza when you're like on the. Yeah, when you go to your custom thing, there's just the anime girls yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on cars. Yeah. But it's it's a whole thing there because it's like it's just you know anime fans and fans of like you know airsoft. They combine into this where they you know they modify their skateboards, their bicycles, their cars. You know with the with the with the hobbies of you know anime, games and whatnot. I think I think it's the fucking coolest thing, because like 
obviously, if you have that type of car, people are going to look at you a bit like... You can't you. not look at it. Yeah. And that that's appealing to me. Because being in a traffic jam where everyone fucking knows your car, there could be a Lamborghini <laughs> next to you, but they're not looking at the car that the, the person spent money on to look, get looks. It's the fucking car with the anime girl on. Do you think Surely- cops will pull you over more, though? It depends what Tasha car like, you it have. It's like a huge. It's like driving around with a huge arrow, like pointing at you. No, because if you're, if you're, if it's like the pisser. No, we, weebs are the most law-abiding citizens. Because <laughs> the with Tasha is every car, every type of car, every type of style, drift, race cars, you know, slammed cars, vans, mm. they all get it. So if you have the pisser with uh, Geralt on it, that's not going to really get pulled over. But if you have a drift car with an anime girl on it probably going to get pulled over but if i'm Surely going it costs a lot of money to get yeah. no it's because it's printing vinyl so it's printing a custom mm. design on vinyl and having but it then fit. does it go like what the next le- level down is it like based on the anime you like judge like the quality like if someone chooses like a shitty trash anime and no. puts like trash characters on it, or does that not matter? No, I don't think it really matters because it's like if you like an anime and you just want to appreciate the anime, you can just do that. And there's simple levels to it because you can just buy anime stickers for your car that has the characters on that you know has that theme. That's fine. And it, what what anime did I get done? I thought about this. I thought about this so much because yeah, I what? I want to do it. I want what an Natasha car. What's the anime though? See, part of me just wants to say Spice and Wolf. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, be fitting. Yeah. Because I think that would be sick. But it's like, at the same time, it'd be like something Gundam related. Maybe JoJo. Getting Jotaro <laughs> on the side of my car mm-hmm. would be fucking sick. But it's just like my car, if I was to attach to a car, it'd be a street drift car. So it'd be like, you know, cable tied bumpers, you know, slammed. It'd be mm. a, a car for, to be used. So it'd have that look. But I'd probably go with Jojo or Gundam. But you, Jim, what anime character would you put on the pusser? Um, oh, you know, one of the cool ones, Naruto, maybe. Um, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, Avatar from Avatar. That last time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would definitely work on the pisser. That would be sick, actually. So I yeah, just get the arrow. Don't, Blue arrow. Yeah. But yeah, if it, I might have an Natasha car eventually, and everyone's gonna love it. We've got three more here, guys. Before we wrap this up, Review Tech Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> Sup, Gooners. I have a pressing Cringemas Twenty Nineteen related question because James deserves some credit if this was intentional. In Cringemas Twenty Nineteen, James gave Ruben a massive photo of a Black Ops Zombies character, mm. seeing as how this character's name is Tank Dempsey. Myself and other Jarlings have noticed that this seems like a brilliant callback to Ruben giving James the model tank for Christmas in 2016, since James has now given Ruben a Christmas tank of his own. My question to James is, was this an intentional callback, or is this one of the crazier coincidences on Jar? Also, did the other Jarl members make this same observation? This weird parallel is surprisingly never brought up throughout the entire video. No, I didn't. Because the whole joke is that it was a picture you posted in our group chat of the game with the crosshairs and the pistol of the character. So I just found that funny and I put it on a massive print. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't, The tank part of Tank Dempsey never entered my mind. <laughs> Yet again, another just... Yeah, because that, that's... 
I can't remember if it was a screenshot I took while you playing. You did. It was with your phone. If, yeah, I you... took a picture with my phone of the screen playing COD, <laughs> looking at James or Ruben. <laughs> and that's what James got a print of. So, like, there... It's not like you googled an image of Tank Dempsey. No, I was just like, this is fucking funny. I need to put this because <laughs> we we met we show it on the um because the video went live to as we're filming this on Friday is at the tall room. Yeah, the jar room expand. And Tank is actually still on the wall behind our big um. TV. I always forget it's there, but don't forget I'm here. It's it's. <laughs> I I kind of want to. It would be complete like heresy to do. I kind of want to take it when I get my own house. Because <laughs> I want to actually just put it just in a, a dedicated room, the shrine with the tank Dempsey. The tank it. room. But at the same time, it's Jar Law, so it deserves a place mm. in this room, this mm. this shrine that we have. It does conjure certain emotions. It's the. It's, it's like a museum compressed into a mm-hmm. single. Mm-hmm. I still. That is still the great, the the best thing I've ever fucking bought. You do. You do not know how fucking excited. I would be in my room and I just fucking burst out laughing because I knew it was in my room. I knew it was ready for that fucking Christmas. <laughs> that's some, yeah, that's some patience. That requires patience. Like, I I remember ordering it on my lunch break. I was just like, fuck, I'm going... And I, it was so fucking funny to me. It was so fucking funny. It's yeah. genius. Yeah, that image cropped up a lot in our group chat. Yeah, I had to. Best thing I've ever done. Bill Hader Gaming has a penultimate one here. If you boys are interested, I've got another pointless debate topic for you to intellectually dissect. Is the word pound one syllable or two? One. one. Pound. Yeah. Um, yeah, one. P- pa- pound. Is that the whole question? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. It's, it's okay, okay. How, how could they you spell it? P-O-U-N-D. Pound. Like a British pound. Pound. I'm, I'm trying to say make... it in a way to make it too. Pound. 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 Pounder. Pound. 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 Pounder. Pound. Pound. I love the word pound. I fucking yeah, love the word pound. I love the name CCH Pounder. That's one of the best names ever. No, not one of the, the best name. No, Who is she? Has so many good. Um, had Asenvader, Michael Asenvader. Wait, wait, well, no, was CC. That wasn't what? a real person, though. <laughs> no, but that name is stuck in my mind. Asenvader. Asenvader. <laughs> <laughs> um, pound. The the artillery guns the British used in World War Two they were pounders, <laughs> like a three inch pounder. <laughs> well, it's just I'm pound. more I'm at this point I'm more intrigued by the question. Like, what do they? Th- how do they think pound is said? Announced. <laughs> pound. 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 Is it the nd at the end? Pound. Pound. Because around pound. that's two. Around. Pound. But no, but yeah, no, but that would be three according to this person. Yeah, around if, makes sense because otherwise it would be around, around. Pound is pound. smooth. Pound, pound, pound is smooth because it's one pound. syllable. Yeah, pound, around, <laughs> around. <laughs> nah, Bill Hader, man, you got to get that game in in yeah. line and like clarify what you mean by this. I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know why. Or is he just fucking with us? Are we just being bamboozled right now? Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. 
Fine, let's end on this one from uh, Vibrating Pablo. And speaking of Pablo, it's still not out, stop asking. Uh, hey Jar boys, what video games, in your opinion, have caused the most damage to the industry in recent history? Here are my personal picks. No Man's Sky has somehow made it okay for companies to release half-assed garbage because they'll fix it later, and I can't believe that most gamers lack so much critical thinking that they apply the pity of not having enough time that may be deserved towards the team that made No Man's Sky, towards bigger AAA studios that have no right to be releasing garbage, Bethesda, CG Project Red, and Destiny is also another bit because, at least to my knowledge, Destiny started the ongoing trend of showing off other players' characters to you to coax you to buy their shitty in-game currency, cosmetics, or god forbid, forbid those obnoxious Zuma dances as the map is loading in. And another note, it makes me realise that we'll probably get to see Spartans dabbing in the near future. I'd much prefer if every game had the beep, beep, boop, dark screen than gameplay of Halo 3 because every time I see a dancing cue, it makes me want to die. Cheers, Mingers. Um, okay, my options would be Mass Effect 3 because it introduced and popularised packs. A, lot, a packs. lot of like awful shit, actually, that game did. With the day one DLC as well, with the, the Javik on, thing. Yeah, on, online pass. Yep, yeah, yeah. Those as pass. well. And the packs. That's a really good one. Then Fortnite mm. because of the battle pass. Hmm. Yeah, I would say the, the the battle pass doesn't stand out in my mind as as bad of a trend no, as, as like as, Battlefront as, Two, for example. Yeah. Even though that wasn't the mm. the example that set that trend, though, that was Mass Effect Three, more right. so, or FIFA, or something. No, they're they're the ones that come at the end of the trend, like Battlefront Two. The one, that, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. what Battlefront Two was. Uh, just taking it to just such an extreme. I, I, I would say know. Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch is a good one. How? How does Because that... I would say Overwatch pushed over that wall that was the oh, it's just cosmetic thing. Yeah, it with made microtransactions it okay. and packs, where that was the first game where the everyone was praising the packs because it was just cosmetic, and then the oh, just cosmetic yes. thing began. And ever since then, it's gone further and further and further with that shit. Because that's that's what that like Overwatch was um, rooted to the whole like gambling thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that was a pack game, wasn't it? it was yeah, real big around that era. And that was always the argument as to why it's okay. It's, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. aesthetic or whatever. Just cosmetic. Um, and No Man's Sky FIFA. is a good one, actually. I don't know if No Man's Sky really influenced. I think it did in terms of, uh, in at least in the games industry and the way they talk about No Man's Sky, it's now a beat in like headlines and shit. Like, is blank the next No Man's Sky? Is blank going to be the next game that like brings it round, like that shit at first, and they bring but, it around? But they don't say that until a game's already released shit. And if it's released shit, then it's already had a bunch of bad press. Like, if anything, I reckon Cyberpunk releasing in the way it did should be good for the games industry mm. because their stocks plummeted. Everyone's making fun of them. Like, depends what their knock-on effect is, I guess. Yeah, but they've definitely lost some cred. Mm -hmm. CD, um, and I don't think people want to. So, other, oh yeah, if we're talking about recent history, release like games in good shape. Yeah, I would say recent history is definitely Cyberpunk. It's got to be the highest profile fuck up. Um, yeah, but I think it was good for the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I would say that that is better than. But it was more for like the Battlefront Two way, where it's just like false advertising and just all this shit bubbling. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with Fortnite as well. Destiny has to get thrown out there too. 
Yeah. If not yeah, just yeah. if not just for the UI alone. That tr- just just the UI. That menu system with the cursor and the fucking way it's just that one bit alone is like yeah, being copied for by For some Sony. reason now every console game has to have like a mouse cursor. Mm-hmm. It, it's a controller. Why are you, yeah. why are you using a mouse? <laughs> Yeah, Destiny's a good one too. Yeah, and every every single player, every Ubisoft game is trying to be Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, those those are some good ones. Yeah. Oh, was that? I think that was the final question, guys. That final question. Yeah, that was it from vibrating, vibrating Pablo. I just didn't introduce it as the final question. That's absolutely ridiculous. I did introduce the penultimate question there. So we should have known. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the final question, Pablo. Thanks, Pablo. Is Donda out yet? Mm-mm. Donda's not out. Donda's not going to come out. Will it be out when this goes live? So it'll be yes. the Monday after that weekend it was supposed to come I out. I think it's com- going to come out tomorrow. You reckon? Yeah. It's what it says Did on Wikipedia. Did you see the latest video of him? <laughs> like He's like in this coliseum fucking just being risen. Yeah. What? Have you not seen it? It's like I've insane. seen a lot of Dark Souls memes because he was wearing this like spiky jacket, and there's this guy that invades you in Dark Souls. The one I saw was armor. like this light show with it looked like him like in the middle of this huge arena, just like being lifted up, like he's what, like by God? Some, like a yeah, like he's being lifted up by God. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh no, this album's not going to be good. <laughs> no, it's going to be awesome. Has has Kanye lost it? Yes. He's he fucking ever... off the hook now. He's properly off the hook. Off the... Is it on the wagon? Or off the wagon? He's on something. The hook. I just want Life of Pablo too. Yeah, Donda. No, it's not. It's not going to be... It's not going to be. It's not going to be that, Jamie. My beautiful, dark, twisted Donda. What? (laughs) (laughs) Can you see him there? Wait, yeah, the people there. Was this his listening party yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> How's he going up like that? <laughs> he's he, going in. He he's just. L- yeah, this album. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> if, if it drops, then it's just pure shit. <laughs> I think that's gonna happen, bro. <laughs> I'm quite excited. What do you think? Is Kanye's new Donda going to be trash or is it going to be smash? Let us know in the comments down below. Or mash. Is mash good or bad? I don't like mashed potatoes, really. Oh, I thought you meant the sitcom. Like controller. Like controller. Ah!